0: Welcome to this Food Navigator Asia podcast. I'm Shane Starling in Baal in Switzerland at DSM Nutritional Products Headquarters, where today they've been celebrating the 25th anniversary of Sight in Life, their foundation to tackle malnutrition in the developing world. And there's been a few speakers today, and one of them is Neil Gled, who is uh, the Deputy Chief in Policy and Strategy Division in Nutrition and HIV AIDS Unit at the World Food Programme. Now, DSM recently donated $1 million to the World Food Programme, and part of that money is being used to... uh, finance or back uh, a rice fortification program in in, in Asia. Can you tell me a little more about uh, about that, Niels?
1: Right. We're very excited about this donation as um, rice is the only major staple food in the world that we currently are not fortifying at WFP or anybody in the world. Um, As you probably know, um, as part of a diet, we need macronutrients, but we also need micronutrients. And an important source of those micronutrients in in the developed world these days are fortified uh, staple foods. So that's often flour. In Asia, given that we have not actually known until recently how to fortify rice, we've not been able to deliver those micronutrients to our beneficiaries. Um, this donation will allow us to start uh, pilot programs in two countries in Asia, Bangladesh and uh, Cambodia, where we will do where we will test the effectiveness of the product um, and uh, hopefully figure out a way of how WFP can deliver. Uh, all the necessary nutrients to its beneficiaries. It's not only about our beneficiaries. We also hope that we can work with the uh, respective governments so that they can include this product into their safety nets that uh, target the poor and usually include rice, so far unfortified rice. Is that mandatory fortification you're talking about? Um Currently, there's only very few countries that have mandatory rice fortification, partially due to the technological difficulties of doing it. And often the issue is very poor compliance because of the complications of uh, having to produce fortified kernels, blend them in the right ratio. So one example is the Philippines that does have a mandatory program, but the enforcement is relatively limited. So in this case, I think we will work uh, uh, with governments to try uh, eventually to get uh, to legislation. But that's, of course, something governments need to decide whether they are in favor of that. The first step would be to introduce the product into the government safety nets, which target the poor who are in most need of those nutrients. Um, What what, what are the nutrients that you're fortifying the rice with? It's a set of uh, um, uh, half a dozen micronutrients. The most important ones are included vitamin A. Iron, um, uh, zinc, uh, and, and a bunch of the B vitamins. Um, so it's 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 really uh, those that are the you know usually the most deficient ones in those poor populations who don't have access to a very diverse diet. Um, usually we get those micronutrients through foods such as meat, fish, eggs and dairy products who are the most expensive ones. And so the bottom quintiles of the population usually cannot afford those products and therefore they are deficient in those micronutrients. That affects um, their productivity, their health, their immune system uh, and ultimately leads to morbidity and often also to mortality. So this is what we, we're hoping to be able to improve uh, and prevent.
0: And you've gained government support in these countries, or you're gaining that support uh, as we speak. Are you also gaining the support support of rice manufacturers and and the private sector?
1: Yes. um, It's, of course, something that can only work when the private sector, and that includes uh, rice mills, uh, cooperate, and... uh, 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 um have the the ability to actually do what they need to do to fortify rice it's not a simple product as it, it's not a simple process as it is with with flour because the the rice needs to be ground uh, premix of vitamins needs to, vitamins and minerals needs to be added, and then you reconstitute the kernels and blend them with normal rice. So that's a much more complicated process than uh, fortifying wheat flour, for example. And therefore, and this is probably one of the reasons why it hasn't happened at large scale so far, because you need not only to have governments on board, you need to also work very closely with the private sector that needs to make that necessary investment. That's not a major investment, but it, it will uh, cost make the, the rice cost slightly more estimates are three to five percent which is something that can easily be subsidized but for that again it needs a close collaboration between governments and the private sector and organizations such as the world food program.
0: Okay well um, best of luck with that program and I guess if there's any companies in Asia who wish to uh, get involved in the program they can get in touch with the with the WFP. Yes uh, very much so. Shane Starling for Food Navigator Asia
1: in Baal, Switzerland.